coaching. Hi team, how are we? As ever, if you are watching us live, give us a little love in the corner. If you're watching us on Catch Up, please do the same. It's lovely to know who we have. Nadine, are you listening to us live today? I think you maybe are. Um, We were just talking about Christmas. I think we're all, Nadine is feeling very festive. She showed me her Christmas decorations already. Um, I can't have Christmas decorations because I live with a small four-legged terrorist. So anything that's festive needs to be out of jumping reach. And I think a tree is totally out of the question. But actually your two are probably are probably worse. Oh yeah, they've um I had a tree last year, but I purposely only got like a really small one, but it was a real one. So it was a small, really sturdy one. Um Remy kind of was intrigued by it. He was he's quite boring, but um Rico, I think like my washing rack is up just now and like that gets climbed daily. So I think a Christmas tree might be out of the question this year. Pushing it. Um, <laughs> I saw something on Pinterest that was like on the wall with, it was just lights. And I was like, oh. kind of minimalist thing. Actually, you've got you've got access to my Pinterest board. I'll, I'll pin something in there. Um, sorry for everyone listening about our Christmas plans, but we will be, I'll be speaking about this on the podcast next week because we do realize that things are starting to go in the diary. We do realize that it's, uh, as it should be, a lovely sociable time of the year. And we do want to make sure that we are working away while we've got the chance and preparing for for mulled season. Um, If you do have any questions as ever, pop them in the chat below as we we go. Um, Do you want to, sorry, that's me. Do you want to kick off with, the first question for this week. Yes, the first question is to do with how to deal with comments from other people um, when you have been dieting, especially when you're maybe you're, um, towards the start perhaps of your journey or you saw someone you haven't saw in a long time. Um, comments to do with, for example, p- people see your face obviously first thing and it's a case of, you know, oh, your face is looking really thin, things like that. They perhaps ask, you know, are you okay? As in the health wise and it basically how to, deal with those kind of comments when you actually are really happy and you should be happy with all the progress that you've actually been making and how to deal with comments from other people and how not to let them bother you and affect you basically. Criticism when dieting, I know we do talk about this, um, but it speaks volumes that it comes up so often. Yeah. I think the first thing I would ask, have you ever received criticism from dieting? Yes, I think especially from people who never knew maybe as much and it would be the case of, or maybe not directly to my face, but it would be, oh, Colette's looking quite thin or is she okay? Like I've noticed in her, her face that she doesn't look very good. But comments like that, but I think it was from people who perhaps they'd saw a change and it was out of a place of genuine concern. And then actually when they spoke to me when I was like speaking away and stuff and they realized, oh, actually like everything is fine. Like, okay, actually, yeah, you have lost a bit of weight and you have changed physique wise. But I think the first thing people think about actually when they see change in someone isn't actually, oh, that person's working really hard to better themselves. It is actually perhaps in this kind of day and age, it's more likely to be like, oh no, are they okay? Like, are they actually ill? Which is actually perhaps a, quite a stabbing kind of thought if you think about it like that I have a couple of couple of comments on it I think fun thing, yeah. 
Well, what I think you're describing there is is the fundamental resistance that a lot of people have to any kind of change. Yes. The change, the prospect of change, and actually seeing change in action makes a lot of people go, oh, no, there must be something wrong. People do not like change because it's uncertain. It's the unknown. They can't predict it. It's it's all it's all of the things that that we don't necessarily that we don't like. And the prospect of someone changing physically, does that mean yeah. they're changing as a person? Does that mean they're changing from from the from the inside as well? Are they still going to be the same person that that they that they know? Um we know from our perspective that generally speaking, and we'd never say, you know. You're turning into a better person. You are. I had this conversation with a client earlier in the week, and I prefer to think about it more as a as an iOS upgrade. So you're just yes, your software. You're just perhaps becoming a a more self aware, a more driven, a more health conscious version of yourself, and that represents from the inside, but also on the exterior as well. So I think fundamentally, people are resistant to change and that's not exclusive to diet by any means i think it's very much a uh phenomenon that seems to, to reach everything we just don't like change um because we can't control it we can't control the un, the uncertainty two things that i do always say when it comes to criticism with with dieting is is be aware of where it's coming from and Two places that I do fund that I do think are the most common, and you touched on it there, is, is a lack of education. So I can fundamentally say, because, because I know the way that we run our program, I know the way that we coach, nothing that we do is detrimental to someone's health. In fact, it's the complete opposite. But I can say soundly from the bottom of my heart and with complete sincerity that nothing we are doing is detrimental. And in fact, it is actually the complete opposite. That that's the thing with a, a lack of with a lack of education. Someone on the outside wouldn't understand the things that we that we are doing. They wouldn't yeah. understand maybe tweaking the way that you are that you're eating. They perhaps wouldn't understand spending more time uh, formally exercising. So there is an educational component around it, and the other thing that I think can often happen, which is slightly sadder, is the, the reaction that someone has to your progress is actually a reflection on how they feel about themselves. So you making leaps and bounds forward is really shedding light potentially on the fact that they are not. Yeah. It's kind of a jealousy thing. And I don't mean that in a... You know, no one is is better than anyone else. No one, you are choosing to invest time, effort, and energy in yourself, and and you're excelling because of that. People do not like that because it shows them and it flags up to them that they are not doing the same, and that can be very, very, very hard to take. The fact that someone else is is making the progress that you want to be, um. So sometimes. Criticism can be a, a, a type of jealousy um, masqueraded as concern. 
it might add it might be genuine concern someone might see you and be genuinely concerned but I think they'd very quickly change their tune if you educated them on what you're doing and we're very very clear on that in both instances have the conversation if someone is saying something to you particularly if they're saying it repeatedly and you don't feel that you can laugh it off or you can't you don't feel you can deal with it in light-hearted humor which I always try and suggest that you do if you feel you can't do that sit them down and have the conversation listen this has been mentioned a couple of times and I don't know if you've meant to but this is actually really upset me or this has really made me um be honest say maybe it's touched a nerve a little bit or you say listen I'm working really really hard and I'm getting to where where I want to go I would really do with your support or not even your support I could really do without the the comments but be completely transparent there will always be those who will criticize you whether you are making you know progress in your health and fitness journey whether you're making progress in your career with your choice of partner how you bring up your kids how you choose to spend your spare time you get a new hobby it could be anything there will always be there will always be the haters that's right or the trolls people people are always gonna talk educate them give them something really good to talk about and give them and equip them with the tools maybe they're lashing out to you because they want to make a change lead by example, practice what you preach and show them, you know, you are the best example of making positive changes. If you have loads of energy, if you are resilient, if you are, if you look great, if you're happier, if you feel great, annoyingly, people will notice. They'll be annoyed because they're like, oh, I want a bit of that that sunshine. How do I, how do I do it? And that's when you refer them onto us. And we take over and we turn them into happier, healthier, fitter versions of themselves. Next question. I am, I'm getting hungry around meal times. Um, but also before working out or running, I feel I feel a bit more like I could do with something very small. Whereas before I just had a milky coffee because I don't really like to eat before exercise as historically it's made me feel a bit sick. But I'm wondering whether I should experiment with something very small to see if it helps. Essentially, exercising in the morning should you eat something what are your experiences with this I personally always do eat something I feel like if you've went all night sleeping and um, not eating obviously when you eat up in the morning your your blood sugar, sugar levels are very low and if you're way to go and lift some heavy weights and try and create enough well a good amount of training intensity and get the most out of your session at least for me personally I'd always want to be having something in there. I don't eat big meals before I train. It's always the case of a couple of rice cakes or a banana. I would never even have both. Um, I have done before. I've tried it out and I actually felt like I got to the gym. I just felt like, oh, actually, I'm, I'm far too full. Um, and actually, perhaps I felt a bit sick actually when I started training then. So I'd always say if you are going to be resistance training, perhaps have some fuel in the tank, whatever it is that you want to have beforehand, maybe something small, maybe something bigger, or even like timing, how close you eat to training will definitely vary as well. I can eat two rice cakes in the car on the way there, um, that sort of thing. Like, and I find like I'll get there, like I'm fine with that. I know some people obviously if they eat too close, they do perhaps feel a bit sick. Um, try it out. It's not going to do you any harm. It's not like you're not going to. It's a case of a couple of rice cakes or about 80 calories, a balance of 100. It's not going to throw you out of your deficit if that's what you're in right now. Um, give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? 
what's the worst that could happen uh, trial and error see how it goes but also do you know how many messages I've had from from ladies who maybe they've been in the program for a couple of weeks and I know we're, we're talking specifically about the morning here but do you know how many messages I've had with people saying Caroline I tried that kind of pre-workout snack and my session felt so much better I'm like I know because you have something to work off of roundabout generally speaking simple sugars simple carbohydrates your bananas your your rice cakes that you're talking about there depends on the person of course however around about 20 minutes half an hour for those sugars to break down and get in the system so you're you're ready to go like there's 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 fuel there and um, so definitely a little bit of trial and error as you're suggesting the other thing that I would say about this question generally the first line I'm getting hungrier around meal times to me massive massive indicator without you saying it that your general in training intensity is increased because your body has now gone after a couple of weeks into the the program has gone I need more I need more what I had previously isn't enough and that is a surefire indicator to me that you are increasing your training intensity and um, this lovely lady did a lot of exercise prior to to joining us so she's not um not new to formal exercise what she is new to is that intensity and the fact that she is feeling hungrier the fact that she's getting the signals from her body to to be sorry my apparently I just got my step count for the day obviously waving around a lot a lot of movement going on here and the fact that she has um she is hungry is a good indication that training intensity has gone up, which is exactly, exactly what we want. And this is a good sign. Don't be afraid of hunger cues. They mean something. Um, they're really good to observe how they feel when you feel them. Um, but hunger is not something to be afraid of. We're very, very fortunate in the Western world that we do not have an issue when it comes to sourcing food. It's it's just not a problem that we face um, in our abundant um very very food abundant um lifestyles that we have so just be very aware of what those hunger signals actually mean and um and acting upon them accordingly um soup season i meant to ask you about soups if i make a batch up is the best thing to do is to put shredded chicken and pasta rice through it to bulk it out just thinking soups would make some easy lunches yes 100 percent I never even thought about putting rice or pasta in my soup. Yeah, I feel like... You're Italian. Is that not a minestrone type situation? Yeah, but I always think of that as like a Sunday dinner thing. I don't, I wouldn't like make that during the, yeah. I would personally, like you absolutely can do that. I think it's a brilliant idea. If you make up a batch of soup, one, it'll do you for a couple of days in the week. You can freeze it, which is fantastic. Um, we're definitely getting into that time of the year where you want to lean towards the comfort foods. Like we want to be, it's cold, like hey, it's cold. We want things that are going to heat us up 100%. What I don't necessarily want to see in any photo food diaries or or any my fitness pal entries is the old soup in a sam or the old soup in a bread roll lunch situation please make sure that you're still hitting the the goals that we want you to in your in your lunchtime meal brilliant idea to shred some kind of a protein source through the soup I think that's a brilliant brilliant um uh, addition just treat your soups as you would 
your half a plate of veggies or salad that we normally normally recommend be mindful of any extras that you might pop in there so I know that some tend to have you know either coconut cream or what else do people put in soups like kind of um coconut milk and that kind of creamy additions be mindful of those but if you're talking kind of bog standard veggie situation as much as you can get yeah, in like I remember making soup I think for the first time like last year or something and it was the case of I literally just threw in loads of vegetables, boiled them, blended them. I added in some spices, and that was literally yeah, I was, yeah. So I wasn't allowed to add in anything else. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it really like and I think actually having something like that, especially if you're finding that in the colder months you're perhaps having your lunch or whatever and feeling like you're wanting more or craving more because it's cold yeah it's maybe actually a good thing to consider just you know making a big thing of literally vegetable soup throwing in some like spices and yeah it's maybe a good thing to consider if you are yeah, find, finding it difficult um, in the colder months I used to have it as my 3 p.m snack I used to have some soup Oh, so yeah, because yeah, it, it used to be that point in the afternoon where you're like I'm actually a little bit peckish but the heat of the of the soup really really helped so I would yeah. definitely advocate that if you have if you have access to it um next one I keep seeing people at the gym who have just done weight sessions walking on the treadmill at a high incline someone once told me it's because you go into fat burn mode after a heavy weight session so this is them trying to burn more fat is that correct I understand the question. No. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay. the, I understand the premise of the question. And actually, it's not It's not actually completely incorrect. So when you, to be put this into very, very simple context and to not go too far down the route of um, the science behind it, but I genuinely think the understanding is really, really important. Fat burning after exercise isn't strictly isn't strictly true, but there are uh, implications or um, your body doesn't just stop once you stop exercising. So there are two different types of exercise. As we know, there is cardiovascular training, which is your kind of on the treadmill, on the cross trainer, cardio, bring the heart rate up probably sweating a little bit more out of breath through your cardio sessions. Then you've got resistance sessions where you're pushing a weight or pulling a weight over a range. Two different types of exercise. Both of them work, or the body works with two different systems when you are, when you're doing these types of exercises and both have a different effect on the body. When you go into the gym and you perform a cardio session, the calories that you burn for that cardio session are the calories that you burn. When you get off the cross trainer, when you leave the gym, that is it. You've burnt your calories, you've expended your energy, that is it. Resistance training doesn't work in quite the same way. So after a resistance training session, it actually doesn't just stop. Something called EPOC then comes into play. It's called exercise post-oxygen consumption. And that's a really fancy way of saying after your muscles stop working in the gym, they don't stop utilizing energy. So you might burn more calories in a 
cardio session than a resistance session. But the difference with the resistance session is you will continue to burn calories later into the day. Studies have suggested that you can burn, still be burning calories between 24 hours to 48 hours after your resistance session. Okay. Caveat, we don't go into the gym to burn calories or we don't resistance train to burn calories. However, that's the way that it works. So in theory, yes, you are still burning calories after a weight session, as the question asks. However, are people doing an incline walk on the treadmill to maximize that? No, I wouldn't suggest that they are. I genuinely, because it's, it's something we probably both have done, I genuinely believe they're probably walking on the treadmill at a high incline post-session to get their steps up. Simple as. Because yeah. one of the things that we often talk about is that it's quite difficult to sometimes get your steps in over the day. A really easy way to boost that is to do some before or after or both in your sessions. And the reason they're probably doing it at a high incline is just to increase the amount of expenditure they are uh, they're expending while they're doing it. They're probably saying, I'm going to do this anyway. I might as well, you know, expend a little bit more by turning the incline up. And that is honestly, there's nothing really more complicated than that. Um, they also might be using it as part of a, a kind of cool down. I don't know about you, but particularly if you've done a heavy leg session, you sometimes have that kind of jelly like feeling where you're like, I actually need to kind of walk this off, particularly if you're going to then either leave and go outside into a cold evening or drive home. You maybe want to feel like you want to walk a little bit of that lactic acid burny feeling off. Um, and that can be really as simple as it is. Some people use it as quite a, particularly if you're training later in the day, as a quite a therapeutic thing to, you know, have done the day's work, done their, their training session, jump on the treadmill for 10, 15 minutes, just to wind down. Just to, just to let go of that tension, just to move your body and kind of zone out a little bit. That can feel actually really, really nice. Maybe they're listening to a podcast. Maybe they're listening to my podcast. Um, I, I asked a lovely, I was, we were talking about cardio in the morning. I said, um, what were you listening to when, you, when you're doing your cardio in the morning? And um, you, every single morning, I'm listening to you on the bike. It's that push. Yeah. Do, um, but no, I wouldn't suggest it is because of a fat burning mode I think it's a brilliant question and it's really great to question these kind of myths around you know is there such a thing and um, the best fat burning mode you can actually go into is lower intensity steady state cardio so you'll actually if you're really going on pure calorie burn you would be better to do lower intensity cross trainer, stairmaster, treadmill, bike for a prolonged period of time rather than any other any other form if pure calorie burn was the was the intention. I think, yeah, that's enough. Does that clear? Does that clear? Does that answer the question? We've got other some really good ones um here, but I think I might leave them until until next week i say one of the questions here is about boosting fat loss around the christmas period but like i say because this is such a big thing that has come up and there's a few things that i actually want to touch on in longer form content i think it would be better to do that in podcast 
form. So that will be out next week. Let's let's expedite that one so that it's out in time for <laughs> next week so we can get the, the most out. Let me just check the check the group. If there's any questions? Do you have any comments on um, from this week? Anything? Colette with working Wi-Fi. Amazing. And I don't. We have not yet done a live where we both work at Wi-Fi. I'm hotspotting off my flipping phone. Um, wow, here we are. No, all good. Right. We'll love you and leave you. We'll catch up with you next week. Bye. Bye.